Sun Devils in action tonight. Round one play in Denver against six-seeded TCU, a game you can hear right here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. And a man who will be there covering it for SunDevilSource.com. Their publisher, Chris Cartman, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Chris, thanks for the time today. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go back to the other night and what we saw in Dayton. And what we saw was a, a basketball team that was wearing Sun Devil uniforms that looked like they were possessed. I, I just sat there with my jaw dropped at how well they played, how intense they were for 40 minutes. And we've seen glimpses of that, notably the Michigan game and the, the Oregon game. But where did that come from? Yeah, that was, uh, I think, almost anomalous to the, the entire season. We, we've seen ASU's a pretty poor shooting team overall for a NCAA tournament team. Uh, that's been their biggest flaw, uh, really, the whole season. And then to come out, I heard it was uh, the best shooting performance uh, by field goal percentage in 133 games in uh, NCAA tournament history in Dayton. So um, you, you just uh, you just kind of shake your head. And DJ Horn comes out, makes his first four three-pointers. He's looking at his hand like my hand just did that. Uh, you got you got Desmond Cambridge Jr. kind of making these impossible Kobe Bryant-like shots over the backboard from the baseline and fallaways. And everything was going for them. And um, I think a lot of ASU fans were hitting me up saying that they hope that they didn't use up too much of that yeah. uh, in the in, in Dayton because uh, there's a lot of angst about uh, going on another game given the totality of the season. Vinny and I watch, uh, I, and I've watched more ASU basketball this year than I've had um, in quite some time, but just just for a lot of different reasons. But the, the, at their worst, they had games where they could not function at the end of the game, and that's exactly the way Arizona looked in their loss yesterday. What is the level of perceived enjoyment of this role reversal of ASU playing a, a game today with Arizona being eliminated? Quite high among ASU fans, especially because there was a, a ton of smack talking by Arizona that, that uh, you know, beating ASU in the rubber match at the Pac-12 tournament and then uh, making fun of ASU for, for only being in the you know, play-in game. And, uh, you know, Kirk Carissa is a guy who's famous for infamous, maybe for the, the forks down thing that he, that he does. And then he goes and has a terrible performance, lays an egg, uh, point guard play so important in the NCAA tournament. Arizona learned that the hard way. Yeah, forget those yeah. losers. They're yeah. out. Let's focus on ASU <laughs> right. the rest of the way. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, Sorry. I'm glad we got it in. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me and has stood out recently is the play off the bench from Jemiah Neal, who arguably was the best player on the floor for the Sun Devils the other night. How is that uh, replicable in, in in your opinion? Are we just seeing a hot stretch from Jeremiah Neal, or is this a kid who you feel is like the, the light bulb has finally gone on? Yeah, the trend line is quite good actually uh, with Neal. He had double figures in both games against two of the three games against Arizona. Uh, he had a 14-point performance, I think, against Washington earlier this year. Uh, when you watch him play, six six, lanky, puts the ball on the floor and play above the rim. Uh, he led the team with three steals. Uh, he's maybe, arguably, their top pro prospect, actually. And wow. so, um, and he plays a. 
Um, you know, sometimes he over dribbles and it's a little bit too much trying to square you up one-on-one stuff, but he's learning and he's developing rapidly. He has a, he has a great attitude. He did that um, on Wednesday in front of 30 family members. He's originally from uh, Ohio. So uh, it's a very exciting uh, time for him. And I think that when uh, Desmond Cambridge leaves and, and others do as well, that you're going to see Jemiah Neal be able to pick up the mantle to a large degree. All right. I'm curious what you think um, the the performance on Wednesday in Dayton and tonight's opportunity for ASU and Bobby Hurley what it means when you juxtapose that to Bobby Hurley's immediate future at ASU and what might be swirling over his head in terms of the school and their commitment to him whether they even want him anymore uh, given the fact that AZ Central's lead columnist called for his job before Wednesday's game given the fact Michael Crow came out and said that Desert Financial Arena is perfectly functional. Given all that you know, what do you think is happening right now? Well, yeah, I think um, it's columns are designed to generate attention and, and, and interest. Um, but that was kind of the wrong time for that, in my opinion. We've seen teams make runs that were unexpected in the NCAA tournament. Oregon State uh, two years ago, right? Like going to the Elite Eight. If Bobby Hurley's in the Elite Eight in two weeks, uh, that, that doesn't look like a good column, right? So uh, I, I just think that's why you kind of let things play themselves out before you come to any sort of conclusions prematurely. We knew ASU for a while has been a bubble team. Bubble teams can make runs. Bobby Hurley hasn't had the type of, uh, you know, impressive postseason resume that you would like to see if you're an ASU fan eight seasons in. One of those years, he, he, the pandemic cost the team a possible tournament bid, but he's had three, which is, and yes, they've all been in Dayton, but uh, that's more than uh, any coach since Ned Wolk. Um, so that's not, that's not nothing. Um, I, I, yes, he has one year left on his contract. I think that this has been an evaluation year. He's known that to be the case. Will he be back? I think that's not entirely determined. I, it's even maybe possible that he decides that he wants to go and chill out for a little bit and then come back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't know for sure. That's kind of speculation. Uh, I do think though, that how that how this weekend goes uh, could have some influence on that ultimate decision. Chris Cartman, publisher, SunDevilSource.com, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. About today's opponent, uh, TCU, coming from the Big 12, which was just a, a monster of a conference this year, and you look at their overall record and it doesn't look all that sterling, and they were 500 in the conference. This is a really good basketball team, and they're a different team when they have Mike Miles Jr., and he's healthy and available. How do you break down uh, TCU, what they present to ASU, and ASU's chances of getting by the Horned Frogs today, Chris? I think that they are a good two-way team, um, smart basketball, uh, well-coached. And, um, you know, ultimately, uh, ASU has to try to uh, play its style, its brand. It's so much what you see is the tenor of the game uh, who dictates that kind of determines whether it's going to be successful or not. ASU did that really from the outset, of course, um, Wednesday, and, and that's kind of what has to happen. I, I think it's a pretty decent matchup for ASU overall. It, it's not like TCU is uh, well, like 
a great team in areas that ASU is particularly weak. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, and a lot of people are looking at this as a matchup that, uh, you know, that it's almost a toss up in a lot of respects as it's perceived by some people. So um, I, I think ASU has got a pretty good chance. You've got to be able to get second chance uh, a basket, score in the paint, um, can't turn the ball over. Those are some of the most important keys. We talked a lot um various points in this year that there seemed to be a really good team inside of ASU trying to get out, and yet maybe they don't have enough offensive pieces or the system or whatever you want to, however you want to frame it. What are the odds that they can capture some of that kind of lightning? Now, no one's going to talk about them winning on Sunday. I, I guess it's not out of the realm, but still, in the context of winning tonight, do you think what do you think the odds are of them being able to kind of harness another performance like that? Well, it, you would think probably on average not great, but they had a three-game stretch in the non-conference where they shot the ball extremely well in, in all those games, and that included VCU and Michigan, um, you know, two of the best teams on their schedule. Uh, so it, it is possible, I think, that when you get hot, that that can carry over uh-huh. to subsequent games. They're going to feel very confident. Of course, going in tonight, they, they always are. Maybe that's even kind of the, one of the problems that they have, some of their shot selection at times. So it's sort of a, a balancing act in that regard. But um, I think they're going to be feeling great about themselves. They've also played better away from home for yes. some strange reason than they have in Tempe. All of their quad one wins, um, which that would be – would have been their sixth um, um, in, in the last game. I think they were all neutral or road games. So TCU doesn't have that many. So that's um, one of those things you have to look at and say, okay, you put these two teams in Denver, and uh, if ASU happens to shoot the ball reasonably well again, given that it's one of the best two-point percentage defensive teams in the country, literally in the top ten in the country. Um, and, and when Warren Washington's feeling good as he, as he was passing it and scoring the ball, um, I think that they have a very good chance. He, he had COVID like a month ago. And then he went through a period of a few weeks where he didn't look himself. He wasn't finishing around the rim, and they weren't able to kind of go through him as much offensively. Um, The disadvantage, I think, for ASU is that TCU had a little bit more time to prep and scout than uh, was the case for Nevada. Um, Let's not undersell the importance of you have to travel across the country from the West. You have a day and a half to prepare for an opponent. And Nevada looked like it wasn't as prepared from a scouting uh, you know, and scheme standpoint as some of ASU's more recent opponents were who know uh, the Sun Devils a lot better. Chris, great stuff as Good always. Stuff, Thanks man. so much for taking some time with us this morning. We appreciate it.